Today, I'm going to teach you five new resolutions for marriage that you should consider. Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my tools is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. Be sure to click the link in my description for my three free resources. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about five New Year resolutions for marriage. Do you have a New Year resolution? Most people do, and most people don't follow through. But it's very important to set goals in all areas of life, whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage. But a lot of couples don't set goals for their relationship. And that's unfortunate because marriage is alive. So if you don't focus on it, if you don't care for it, it will wilt and die. That's part of my outro that I say after every podcast episode. So I'm going to go through five new resolutions for you to consider for your marriage. The first one is work through your resentments. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Long-term committed relationships almost always have resentments because you have two imperfect people rubbing shoulders day in and day out. So needs are not going to be met perfectly. Feelings are going to get hurt. People are going to get offended. They're going to feel disrespected. And when that happens, people either blow up or they bottle up. And neither is healthy. And so often we get stuck with these resentments that we feel in our relationship. And when you have active resentments, nothing else goes well. It creates clog, a clog in the pipes of your relationship. Think about your toilet. When your toilet gets clogged, not only is it disgusting, but the water won't flow. So you have to get out the plunger, unclog the clog, whatever's blocking the the flow of water, and then the water can start flowing through the toilet again. Marriage is like that. Marriage is not a toilet. That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am saying is that love is like water. And when you have a block in that water, the love cannot flow, and that block is resentments. That's why all couples I see in my practice, we always begin with resentments. I have them make a list when I first see them in the first session of their top resentments. And then we work through one resentment at a time with the reunite tool to help them learn the reunite tool while they're working through their resentments. I start there every time because I've learned again and again that nothing else goes well until you resolve resentments. How many resentments do you have in your heart toward your partner? Some common categories might be finances, intimacy, emotional closeness, conflict resolution style, uneven workload, in-laws, parenting. The list goes on and on. And the main thing is that you are spending time working through those resentments with your partner. That's why I created the Reunite tool. Google Reunite tool. You'll see the article pop up. I just revised it a few days ago, so if you've seen it before, make sure you look at the article again for the new and improved Reunite tool. Basically, I added to the tool all the things I would tell couples in session. Now it's in the tool. So that tool is designed to help you and your partner work through your resentments. If you find that you can't work through your resentments with the Reunite tool on your own, Go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, click on coaching, and you can get a session with one of my coaches to help you. But that's where I would begin. For your new year resolution for your marriage, start by resolving your resentments. Talk to your partner about what resentments you have, what resentments they have, 
and then be intentional this year to work through those. The second goal for your new year resolution is increase your emotional intimacy. You can't do that unless you first work through your resentments. You can't feel emotionally close with someone you have resentment towards. That's why resentments come first. But once you've tackled those resentments, now it's time to cultivate your emotional intimacy. And I recommend the head heart check for this. The head heart check is where you get in a rhythm more days than not, where you ask your partner, what's been on your head and heart? Now, before you ask that question, make sure you know what's been on your head and heart. And that just takes a few moments. Some of us aren't very good with knowing off the top of our head what we've been feeling throughout the day. I have to work at this. Before my wife and I do our head and heart, I have to think for a few moments, what have I been feeling throughout the day? Was I mad? Was I sad? Was I glad? Was I fearful? And why? And if I can think about that and consolidate what I've been feeling and the possible reasons, when my wife and I have our head heart check, I'm going to have more to share. And she needs that because that's one of her top needs is emotional intimacy. For years, she would say, I wish we had more emotional intimacy in our marriage. And I would say, what do you mean? I share about what I do with you all the time. And she would say, I don't want to hear about all you do. I want to hear about what you felt while you were doing those things. It's been a growth area for me. I've had to think about what do I feel because I don't live in my feelings. I'm much more action-oriented and left-brained, and so I've had to work on getting more in touch with what have I been feeling and how can I, how can I use feeling words to share about my day. And as I've gotten better at that, it's helped my wife feel closer with me. So the head heart check, you just take turns asking each other what's been on your head and heart. There's two ground rules. The first ground rule is you can't say anything negative about your partner. If you do, they're going to get defensive and the head heart check is not going to feel like safe time to share. This is about anything you want to talk about with the rest of your life. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your friends, your hobbies. You talk about all of those things. This is not time to talk about anything negative about your partner. The second ground rule is you cannot give advice unless your partner asks you for it. Therefore, all you can provide is empathy. Some common empathy statements to master are, that sucks, or no wonder you feel like that, or it makes sense you would feel X because of Y. When you empathize, that creates safety for your partner to feel supported, and it conveys to them that it's safe to share, so they're gonna open up more. So that's the head heart check. That's the primary way I encourage couples to cultivate emotional intimacy. All of us are changing. Every day we have new things that are making us feel different things. And unless you have a method to stay updated with your partner, you're gonna get outdated. So the head heart check is a great way to stay updated and that should be a new resolution for your marriage moving forward. Are you enjoying the episode today, but you wanna go deeper? If so, consider joining my membership, Matrimony. Matrimony provides four things. First, you'll gain access to me once a week for live Q&A to get all your questions answered. Two, you'll gain access to my best resources to start building your relationship. Third, you'll gain access to my private community of other couples. And fourth, you'll gain access to my deep dive, where once a week I go into deeper detail 
on the podcast for the week. To learn more, click the link in the description. The third new year resolution for marriage to consider is increase your constructive feedback. That may sound like a strange one. Why would you want to increase constructive feedback? The reason is because you probably bottle it up because you don't want to start a fight. You don't want your partner to get defensive. But then what happens? You have these negative feelings inside of you that go unaddressed. And that then eventually makes you passive aggressive or makes you antagonistic or maybe you get contemptuous or it builds up and then you blow up and have a big fight. And so for that to not occur, for that to not turn into resentment, you need to increase how frequently you share constructive feedback, things that bother you, things that hurt your feelings, things that rub you the wrong way. And I recommend the bullseye question for this. And the bullseye question is where once a day, or at least more days than not, you ask your partner, what's one thing I did right today? And what's one thing I could have done better? This is important for several reasons. First of all, it's gonna increase praise in your relationship and all of us could use more praise. Second of all, it's gonna give your partner permission to share constructive feedback. And there's one ground rule. All you're allowed to say in response, once you get that feedback, all you can say back is, thank you for the feedback. Then you're gonna take that feedback with you, mold it over for a few days, and sift through it and think about what's the kernel of truth in this feedback? What's the piece of this that I know I'm guilty of? What's the part that I could improve in? That's what you're thinking about. And because you're in control of that, no one's telling you what to do, no one's telling you how to change, because of that, your defense walls stay low and your internal motivation to do something about it stays high. And that's what we want. So again, this is more days than not. You ask your partner, what's one thing I did right today? And what's one thing I could have done better? And the ground rule is all you can say back is, thank you for the feedback. Then you mull over that feedback and look for the kernel of truth that you want to improve in. By the way, this is a great tool to do right after your head heart check. It's complimentary. Because in the head heart check, you can't share anything negative about your partner. That's why you do the bullseye question right afterwards. The third new year resolution for marriage to consider is increase your fun together. How much fun do you and your partner have together? I recommend couples having two mini dates a week. That may not be realistic for where you are in your relationship right now. Maybe you're too busy, things are too crazy. But I can guarantee you, the more you have mini dates, the better your relationship is gonna get. Carve out time turn off the TV, stop looking at social media, spend more time with your partner, whatever that takes, whatever that looks like. If you do not invest in your relationship, if you do not make your marriage a priority, you cannot expect it to do well. Your marriage is alive. It's a plant. If you don't water it, if you don't nurture it, if you don't fertilize it, it's going to suffer. You cannot expect to put your marriage in the corner under a desk and then expect it to do well. It doesn't work like that. Your marriage needs attention. It needs focus, and mini dates are one of the best ways to do that. My wife and I started doing mini dates about two years ago now, and we do two a week. We do ours on Mondays and Thursdays, and they're about two hours each time. It's a sacrifice. 
We both could be working during those hours. We could be earning more income during those hours, but instead, we don't. We carve out that time to nurture our marriage and we try to prioritize having some fun during that time. So sometimes we go on a bike ride together. Sometimes we go on a hike together. Sometimes we'll play a card game together. Sometimes we'll work in the yard together because we love gardening. It varies, but it's greatly improved our marriage because we are carving out quality time, fun time together on a regular basis and you need to do the same. The fifth thing to consider for a new year resolution for your marriage is increasing your physical intimacy. How often do you and your partner touch? How often do you have affection? How often do you have sensual time? You need it, you need it a lot. Increase how much non-sexual touch you're giving to your partner. That could be hugging each other in the mornings. That could be holding hands while you drive down the road. That could be cuddling before you fall asleep at night. That could be touching each other on the back or on the shoulder when you're in the kitchen together. Any type of small touches throughout the day build up and they add up. It will help you feel closer. And if you're not already, start prioritizing sensual time at least once a week. And sensual time can be cuddling together. It can be doing a sensual massage together. And when you enter into that realm, it's sacred territory, it's romantic. You can set the scene, set the lights, set the music, enjoy each other, relax physically in each other's presence. And then some nights that may lead to more, some nights it may not lead to more, but at least you're prioritizing sensual time. You're creating the atmosphere to feel connected physically, which is often needed as a bridge to perhaps something further happening afterwards. But the more you do sensual time, the more freedom you have for it to go somewhere further or not to go somewhere further. So sensual time is something a lot of couples neglect. They don't prioritize it, but it's needed to feel close with your partner. So those are five new year resolutions for marriage to consider. Number one, work through your resentments. Number two, increase your emotional intimacy. Number three, increase your constructive feedback. Number four, increase your fun together. And number five, increase your physical intimacy. Be sure to share this video with one person and thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. For more resources, click the links in the description. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.